Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Wednesday, March 15th, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith is back. The internet's fixed. Everything's yep. working again. And Alex is back on the uh, Ice Guys show with us on this Wednesday. Four games tonight uh, in the NHL. Fresh off another entertaining, fun, profitable betcast uh, last night. It was nice to come out a bit ahead uh, last night. So great betcast. We thank everybody for joining us. A lot of the usual cast of characters were on the betcast stream with us. Uh, and we appreciate it. Everybody that tuned in, thank you as well. A lot of fun once again and a huge Tuesday card. And of course, we're back at it next Tuesday. Uh, once again, March 21st, we can already announce that uh, the next BetCast next Tuesday, March 21st, same time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So if you missed it last night, next Tuesday, make sure you don't miss it uh, and join us again for another Ice Guys uh, Live uh, BetCast. Last night was a huge, busy night. And the theme for me, the biggest, I guess, observation and takeaway from the Tuesday slate would be the underdogs barking. Uh, in the NHL in a few instances last night. The Montreal Canadiens on a back-to-back after getting their butts handed to them by the Colorado Avalanche, and they roar back against Pittsburgh and beat them 6-4 to four as plus 300 underdogs in the Berg. Very, very impressive by the uh, Canadiens, and not a good loss, obviously, if you're the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. But Penguins caught in a little bit of a very, very nasty little sandwich, if you ask me, because that Montreal game in between three encounters with the Rangers the game on Sunday, and then they have back-to-back -back with the Rangers coming up. So maybe a little flat spot, but nevertheless, not a game you should lose if you're Pittsburgh, but lose they did. 6-4 to uh, Montreal last night. Uh, let's give Tampa credit. Haven't been playing well, but much better out of the Lightning last night. 4-1, uh, they take care of business against the uh, New Jersey Devils. Not the greatest of nights defensively for the Devils. A couple breakdowns. Uh, you know, letting a player just go all the way to the front of the net and score is not what you want to do right down Main Street. And Vanacek's had better nights as well. But Tampa, give them credit, 4-1, a, a response from them after some a shoddy play of late. Carolina bounces back after back-to-back -back shutout losses. They beat Winnipeg 5-3. Nino Niederreiter props cash for us again there. Uh, Vegas 5-3 win over Philadelphia. Uh, another good effort from the Flyers. Like, they're, they're trying, but they just can't overcome uh, the uh, lack of you know personnel that they have compared to their opponent, and they lose 5-3 to the uh, Golden Knights. Rangers down the Ovechkinless Capitals, 5-3. Of course, he was a late absence, and the Rangers, and I was on the regulation and the team total split there with the Rangers, uh, the over 3.5 and, and the uh, regulation. Both of them get there in a 5-3 win over the uh, Capitals. Nashville with a 2-1 win over Detroit. Pretty blah hockey game there. Uh, the Predators find a way, even in a tough spot off a road trip, to get it done. Uh, Edmonton, 6-3 to three over Ottawa. Ottawa is going to not want to think about this Western Canadian road trip. Once they get home, they want to forget that ever happened. It was a disaster for the Ottawa Senators and a huge, huge, huge blow to their playoff hopes. Not getting a single point out of those three games against Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. And now the Senators have a lot of work to do uh, if they hope to get back into the uh, playoff race in the Eastern Conference, the wild card race, as they are still several points behind. Uh, Vancouver, 
Five wins in a row for them. They beat the red-hot Dallas Stars 5-2 to two last night. Very, very impressive again. And uh, Rick Tockett has this team going better defensively. It helps having Thatcher Demko certainly back in net. Uh, and they are scoring goals. And Kuzmenko's been just an absolute machine uh, for the uh, Canucks. He had another nice night for them. Uh, and they beat the uh, Stars 5-2. Uh, Columbus in a very entertaining game for two teams playing for exercise, but that's what I was hoping for. We saw a lot of goals. I like the over there, 6-5, Columbus in overtime. Five points for Johnny Gaudreau. Where was that when it mattered uh, earlier this season? But yeah. uh, that's another story. Uh, L.A. 5-2 uh, over the New York Islanders. I was on the Kings there. Nice bounce-back spot after a loss to Nashville the other night. Kings playing really good hockey. Like I said, don't worry about that Nashville loss. Bit of a t- tough spot for them. They'll be fine. And sure enough, they bounce back. Another really rock-solid game from Corpus Silo, too who's looking very good in net for his new team. And we save a couple, well, a couple shockers. Another one was Arizona, 4-3 against Calgary in overtime. I'm not as shocked about that. Calgary just, you know, that they keep teams hanging in games. They don't put the puck in the net enough. Another huge shot output for the Flames and not enough offense to go with it. Uh, again, shooting the puck into the crest and into the chest of uh, Ingram much of that game, which uh, we were laughing about throughout the BetCast last night. It's just, it's wash, rinse, repeat with them. It's no, you know, pick a corner for crying out loud. Like, you know, try to make a deke move on the goaltender. You don't just have to shoot right at the chest every time. Uh, and Arizona gets the uh, win there. And I cash a huge, huge w- ticket on the draw there, plus 412 last night in that Flames-Coyotes game. And we'll end it, Alex, with your Blackhawks. I mean, I don't know if they should be winning games, but they are uh, from time to time, and six to three, the win over the Boston Bruins, another huge uh, underdog casher at plus three sixty-five in some spots with the Blackhawks last night. I'm mad I didn't do the split because I only bet the draw. A lot of these games have been going dog and draw split, and I didn't do that, and I'm pissed off that I didn't do that. But uh, I thought it would go to a draw at least. It did not happen. But uh, Chicago with the six-three win, and I'm saying Taylor Radish moving mm-hmm. forward. At those props, he's the guy that's stirring the drink offensively right now for the Chicago Blackhawks in the wake of no Domi, no Kane post-trade deadline. He has stepped it up. His props got there last night. Keep on riding those in Chicago games. And I posed the question on Twitter. We talked about it, Alex, on the BetCast last night. Has the full-on late-season malaise set in for the Boston Bruins? Here they are. Nobody's catching them. They're all alone and first in the Atlantic. They're all alone going to win the number one overall seed in the East and the President's Trophy. You are starting to see this team kind of like have that. They don't have that next gear to get themselves psyched up, I think, at the moment. That's what I'm seeing from this uh, Boston Bruins team. And it's team-wide. It's even affected Allmark, who I don't mm-hmm. think had his best game last night either, uh, the presumed Vesna Trophy winner. It's team-wide. It's a malaise. It's a, yeah, we're playing these games uh, in body, but I don't know about in mo- in spirit in all-out 100% focus, 100% effort, intensity, uh, performance. That's another thing. You don't get 100% performance when you're not totally invested in that particular game. And I think we're seeing signs of that. So like we said on the BetCast last night, Alex, this is not a bad time to considering picking your spots and finding a few ways to uh, fade this Bruins team here in the remaining games of the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm kicking myself yesterday that I didn't grab – uh, the dog price with the Hawks either, because I said it on Monday show that, you know, these are some dangerous spots, you know, Boston can lay back and cruise. They pretty much have the division and the president's trophy in hand. And that's something you don't get to say, even if you were okay, fine. They have the division wrapped up, but you know, maybe they want to go for the president's trophy. They still would want to play hard in a few more games. I mean, they're, they're coasting right now. 
And the thing is, it's fine. They're going to lose some games as long as everybody stays healthy. Uh, this is not the end of the world. So, you know, Bruins fans don't go screaming on, on the radio and everything else, uh, freaking out, you know, but the thing is, I want to see some giddy up from them in the last few games of the year, not from the top guys, obviously, you know, scratch Pasternak and, and, and Bergeron and Marchand don't even have them dressed, but I want to see some real fire and energy from those call-ups and those different guys, because if you're having this malaise now, you don't want this to carry all the way through for another month. Like like a month from now, we're talking about the season ending. So that's the thing. It's like, all right, a few bad games here or there is fine, but you just have to make sure that you can get it up and ready uh, before the postseason starts because you don't want to have that lull go in and then all of a sudden you play a little sloppy the first period of game one, you end up losing game one in overtime. Next thing you know, you got this Tampa Bay situation all again. So uh, it's not it's not a bad look for them from a, a game standpoint, from a betting standpoint. You shouldn't be looking at anything Boston as far as a side regulation or anything like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even touch a draw with the, with the Brewers right now. Um, this is just a real stay away, away team because you don't know where the motivation is going to come from a night-to-night basis. Now, you probably think, okay, well, they got blown out 6-3. Maybe we look at them first period puck line in the next game. Maybe not. They don't have to just get geared up because they got, you know, doubled up against a bad Hawks team. They they have their own agenda right now, and, and it's not necessarily playing, uh, you know, the, as hard as they need to on the ice at this moment. So be very careful. These big dogs are, are barking. For a good reason because these top tier teams that are pulling away and we're starting to see some more pull away in the west i think in the next few weeks i think the west is probably going to be wrapped up more uh, quicker than than the east as far as like wild card and things like that so just just be careful with these teams once they clinch their division we talk about this too the game after they clinch a playoff spot the game after they clinch a division spot those are great spots to bet against those teams because you know they go out maybe have a few pops you know like said scratch a couple guys who are banged up and then all of a sudden they lose 5-1 to anaheim so just be careful and that's actually that's that's especially true in not just hockey, basketball, baseball, uh, all those sports that play those you know eighty-two game seasons. Obviously, baseball one hundred sixty-two, but in all those sports, definitely the the clinching after winning a division, winning a uh, uh, you know winning a division, win, clinching a playoff spot, that kind of thing. Uh, that is a real angle that you could op- usually capitalize on. So there's no question about that. Let's see how we can capitalize now on a Wednesday slate with four games on it not obviously a huge slate but there are some interesting games here uh, on this slate and one of them is our first game with the buffalo sabers and the washington capitals washington minus 115 home favorite six and a half the total in this game first thought that comes to mind is ovechkin will he play obviously late scratch last night for the uh, washington capitals uh currently game time decision tonight uh, against the uh, sabers lower body injury uh, and a guy that's even though he's been playing through that, he's had four goals, four assists his last seven games. Uh, Connor Sheary, by the way, was the guy that filled that top line spot last night without uh, Ovechkin. So we'll see if that uh, if he maintains that spot tonight. If Ovechkin is a no go once again, but again, he'll be a game time decision for tonight's game. Uh, Buffalo uh, in the uh, the Sabers, of course, coming off a, a game where on Monday night they came back from a early deficit against the Toronto Maple Leafs to get the uh, four to three win over Toronto uh, on Monday night, much needed win. you talk about a stop the bleeding win that was desperately needed. That certainly was the case for the uh, Buffalo Sabres who, you know, I wouldn't say they're out of the playoff mix because they are still games in hand for them on other teams that they're battling with, but they can't keep losing and going down the uh, downward trajectory. They were so getting that victory against a pretty good Toronto team should be, you know, a little bit of a boost for them. Uh, going into this game tonight, 
you know, you're looking at a, a Buffalo Sabres team that's battling for a playoff spot right now. I'm going to back the Sabres again. I like this. I like how this goes from two different angles here. Uh, first of all, Buffalo, we just saw them beat Washington and Buffalo recently, so we know they can beat this team. That's number one. And number two, you know, after a losing streak and you finally win, I think it's a kick in the other direction to say, let's go, boys. I mean, if we're going to make the playoffs, this is when we got to make our push. And I think Washington's vulnerable. I've not liked the, the hockey we've seen from this Capitals team for the last, uh, I would say, week or two. It's been up and down. It's been erratic. And keep in mind, it's also been a very uh, weak schedule lately for the uh, Capitals, too. They played a lot of Sharks, a lot of Ducks, you know, a lot of weak-ass teams uh, as of late here uh, on their schedule. Uh, and now tonight they play a very urgent Buffalo team, and they got the arrest advantage as well, the Sabres, with Washington on back-to-back after being in New York against the Rangers last night and not playing all that well, losing 5-3 uh, to three, uh, in that game to the uh, Rangers. So I like it for the Sabres here. And by the way, the Capitals as well, Alex, they don't have a good back-to-back record. Uh, this yeah. year on second night of back to back one and seven for the Washington Capitals this year uh, on the second night of back to back games. So I'm on Buffalo here minus a one Oh five in this game. I'm also going to take the over smaller. I like the uh, Buffalo side. It's a bigger bet for me than the total, but I'm going to jump in on the over too. We can expect likely Uko Pekalukanen, the uh, Sabres in net after it was uh, Anderson, the last game, Anderson rarely, uh, gets uh, two games in a row, so I would definitely expect it to be uh, UPL for the Sabres and probably Charlie Lindgren for the uh, Washington Capitals after we saw Kemper uh, last night for the uh, Capitals against the Rangers. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Buffalo, Washington. Yeah, it's interesting. This is a, I mean, it's a game I sprinkled it on the draw this morning because it's just something you have to look at with the wild card bunch in the East, especially two teams that are literally neck and neck. And I kind of lends me to look at the under six and a half as well. And my theory on that is this. I don't think we're going to see a ton of goals early. But I also think that if we see a tie game in the third period, I mean, this could really just come to a snail's pace. You know, no team is, is going to risk giving up, uh, you know, two points and coming away with nothing when they're literally neck and neck in, in, the, in, the, in the race for the wild card spot. So this game could just come to a standstill if it's tied in the third period. And I'm, and I'm saying early in the third, like this might be one of those games where we talk about with the next to score props live. If it's tied 2-2 heading into the third period, you could probably take a shot at a plus 400, 500 on no goal the rest of regulation. Like I, I have that kind of feeling out of this game. And Buffalo, you know, we've seen them just kind of be up and down this last week, right? We saw them get crushed, give up 10 goals against Dallas. Then we saw Craig Anderson leaving the uh, 4 p.m. pot roast dinner to go shut down, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs once again. I mean, this guy's record against Toronto has been incredible. Uh, I'm sure Buffalo wish they could play Toronto all the time nowadays. But now we got to see, like I said, UPL, can he step up in a big game? This is a huge game for them if they want to be a playoff team and, and make it to walk out. This is, these are the moments where they have to really assess him and say, hey, all right, if he's going to be our number one guy next year and beyond, he's got to get us a win here tonight. And I think he can do that. And, and Washington, like I said, Rough on the second of back-to-backs. Horrible without Ovechkin. 0-6 so far this year in the six games he's missed. So uh, I, I'm on the draw, but if we do get the full confirmation that Ovechkin's out, I will definitely be on Buffalo. All right, uh, there we go. And, yeah, you're right. Without Ovechkin, they have struggled. We know the the when he was away grieving the loss of his father, uh, Mikhail, uh, definitely you saw that this that team just didn't play well at all honestly, without him. And it was really surprising uh, to see that because they've still got some uh, pieces and some talent, uh, but they just were lacking a lot without uh, their leader, their captain, uh, Alexander uh, Ovechkin. 
uh, in this uh, going uh, into that uh, hiatus that he had, and they just uh, didn't play well uh, with uh, him being out. Uh, there are some props that I do like. Yes, we haven't forgotten about the uh, prop market here for this game, but definitely, yeah, Dylan Cousins. I was on a goal prop uh, and a point prop for him uh, against the Leafs. Uh, he ended up finding the uh, back of the net in that game. I was happy to see that. I'd come back to it here. He's undervalued. He's playing well. He's getting the opportunities. He's only minus 110 to get a point. The, the overshots on goal I like as well. Yeah, over 2.5 at plus 120 at, at Unibet for uh, for Cousins, over 2.5 shots on goal. Uh, that I like as well. The goal prop, as I mentioned, uh, anything Dylan Cousins, I sign off on that. Uh, Dylan Strom is on a nice point streak right now for the uh, Washington Capitals, and he's only minus 130 tonight to get a point. You know, I like riding the point streaks. Uh, Dylan Cousins for the Caps uh, points in five straight games, and he's only minus 130 here to get a point tonight. Uh, definitely good value. TJ Oshie, especially if Ovechkin's a no-go, he's been the one guy to step up without Ovechkin on the ice, and he's minus 122 to get a point. So Ovech uh, Oshie prop uh, definitely uh interests me in this game even as someone that likes buffalo like i said if you like the money line side for one team doesn't mean you can't bet player props on the other side so still got to put some washington props in there skinner has a, a point for the uh, sabers in three straight games uh for them uh going into this uh, matchup tonight he's played uh, very well i think his point props a little bit pricier minus 160 so you can you can bet that uh, uh, standalone if you want but you may want to put that in some kind of a prop uh, or same game parlay uh, in this uh, game if you're going to bet uh, Skinner to get a point here uh, in this one. So that, those are definitely some of the main props here uh, in this game. Maybe Jack Quinn as well. Jack Quinn, a streaky goal scorer. He found the back of the net against Toronto uh, on Monday night, plus 330 in some books to uh, score a goal tonight. So not a bad option. Yeah, Rasmus Sandin, Rich, we've talked about him at nauseum here for the Washington Capitals. He's getting more power play time. He's only minus 114 to get a minus 116, I should say, to get a point at FanDuel uh, for the uh, Caps. Rasmus Sandin uh, to get an assist plus 125. Uh, power play point plus 325. You could even sprinkle on that because he is the number one power play quarterback now, essentially, especially with Carlson. Uh, still injured and out for the uh, Capitals on the blue line. So, yeah, you keep riding with that. Rasmus Sandin, the opportunity he was not getting in Toronto because of the uh, overload of defensemen they had uh, on that team. He's getting that opportunity now with the uh, Capitals, and he's making the most of it. He's got four points in the last two games, all of them assists. Four assists, four points for Sandin uh, in the last two games for Washington. So, uh, yeah, definitely back to the well, I say, with uh, Sandin props. Worth a look. All right, Colorado, Toronto. We've got the Leafs minus 140 home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. So Toronto off that loss to Buffalo, right? We kind of could have seen it coming from a mile away. You're playing Edmonton Saturday night, huge game, big win, great win. Played very well in that game, exciting hockey game. And then you go Monday night against Buffalo, kind of struggling, sterile environment. Crowd sounded like a morgue again. Your wine and cheese crowd was out in full force again. Monday night at the Scotiabank Arena, and there was no noise. There was no intensity from the crowd or energy from the crowd. And as the later that game went on, it filtered down to the players. And Leafs did have a good start, but, you know, that complacency sets in. You get off to that quick 2-0 uh, lead early second period, and then you kind of think it's going to be easy street. doesn't work that way. Buffalo comes back. 
They show that sense of urgency, that desperation, a team trying to make the playoffs, uh, and they come back and they beat the Leafs 4-3. This is your classic Leaf spot here to come back and win. This is what they often do. They do bring their best. They raise their game against the best. You know, they have often done that, this Toronto team. So I, I get it totally why they're minus 140 favorites here uh, in this game. Um, I, I haven't bet Toronto, and I probably won't, but I'm not stepping in their way tonight. And if you look at the Colorado side of things, you know, the injuries are mounting for this team again, which is very concerning. Lekkinen being the big one, very unfortunate. Uh, he had a huge night. He cashed props for me against Montreal, his former team. He scored. He got on the score sheet with a, a terrific performance. Two goals, one assist, three points. Very, very happy to cash those props. And sure enough, later in that same game, Monday night against the Habs, uh, unfortunately for him, uh, broken uh, finger uh, injury for Lekkonen out four to six weeks. Uh, and right now they're saying this might even linger into the start of the playoffs, you know, that he might miss uh, time for Colorado. So uh, very unfortunate because he's got that good chemistry going with Rantanen and McKinnon. Uh, and now there's going to have to be shuffling. But Evan Rodriguez will take that spot. So from a prop standpoint, we kind of talked about this uh, on Monday's show. Rodriguez is going to be that guy that you look at his props now. He's that left-wing top-line player now with with uh, McKinnon and Rantanen, which means now you have definitely prop value on him going into this game tonight. So Rodriguez to get a goal and point, I think you got to sprinkle on it and put something on it just based on the value alone that you're going to get now that he's put in that spot. Uh, again, you're talking about to get a goal at plus 390 at FanDuel. Like, this is a top-line player now with McKinnon and Rantanen, and he's plus 390 at FanDuel to score a goal, and he's only plus 108 uh, at uh, cool bet, plus 100 at the score bet, minus 102 at pinnacle to get a point. Evan Rodriguez tonight for Colorado. I mean, how do you pass up that kind of value for a guy on the top line with two phenomenal hockey players alongside in Rantanen and McKinnon? You know, it's very, very hard to pass up that value on Evan Rodriguez props tonight. Uh, someone mentioned Dennis Mulgan. Yeah, I can't figure out how he's uh, uh, on this uh, red hot streak that he is, but uh, he has got his offense going. I mean, I think Toronto would have liked to have seen a little bit more of this, and he's playing his old team as well. Let's not forget that. Returning to Toronto, facing the Leafs, Dennis Mulgan. Here's a guy that has scored three goals in the last uh, five games for the Colorado Avalanche. So, you know, sprinkle on a plus 650 at FanDuel for him to score a goal tonight uh, against his former team. So there you go, plus 650. Hey, we've seen this shit happen repeatedly in this league and in this sport. Team uh, player that goes back to face his former team always wants to have a good game, uh, and he's certainly very capable of that here. And again, plus 650 uh, is just an incredible price. That's at FanDuel, and even at the other books, you're seeing 550 at MGM and PointsBet and DraftKings. So uh, still, the price is phenomenal on that. And he's getting it's on the second line as well, you know, playing with Big Val Nachushkin, uh, as well as, um, and uh, who else? Uh, JT Comfer, uh, who's now up on that second line center spot for the uh, abs. And for that, and that's another reason that Comfer, you know, in terms of not only the goal prop, but, you know, the points prop is intriguing now. He's back to that second line spot. He's also going to get power play minutes. We're looking at him on the number one power play unit, Comfer, Rantanen, Rodriguez, McKinnon, and McCarr, the number one power play unit. So that's something you want to uh, keep in mind as well going into uh, this game. Uh, so there's definitely some good props on the Colorado side. Uh, Toronto, uh, right now, I don't think you want to overcomplicate it with the Toronto props, although I will say this. Tonight, uh, as Sheldon Keith, who is trying to find a left-wing fit with uh, Matthews and Marner on the top line. 
and uh, he's had Kerfoot up there. He's had a couple other players up there, but mostly Kerfoot lately. And Kerfoot's uh, not really producing with this opportunity that he's got on the uh, top line. But he's making changes here tonight. And a guy that has scored three goals in the last five games for the Colorado, or for the Leafs, I should say, is going to get that chance tonight. Three goals in the last five games. He's going to be moved up to Matthews and Marner on the top line tonight. And that's our old friend. I'm going, going back. Back to Cali, Cali, Cali Yarncroke. He is playing on the top line tonight with uh, Matthews and Marner and plus 450 at FanDuel to score a goal tonight. So I guarantee you, look, he's scored three of the last five games. It's not a bad uh, roll of the dice right there. Uh, and look, Kerfoot didn't really give them a whole lot offensively in his time with Matthews and Marner, but that doesn't mean Cali Yarncroke can't chip in here uh, and uh, produce playing with uh, the double M, M and M, as I like to call them. Uh, on the uh, top line. So that's definitely a prop uh, worth uh, looking at uh, in this game. If you're looking at players on streaks right now, a point streak of four games for Rantanen, but never mind that. The Rantanen point prop is no value. You're paying minus 200 at least for that. What you want to look at with Rantanen is the power play point prop because he's also on a four-game power play point streak. So why lay minus 200 on just the point prop? The power play point prop for Rantanen is plus 160. And he's on a four-game power play point streak for the Avalanche going into tonight's game. Why not put a few bucks on that? Makes some sense to me. McCarr's on a five-game point streak. But again, you're not going to get the value to bet it standalone. you got to put it in an SGP. McKinnon is on a five-game goal-scoring streak. Like, this guy's just scoring every single game. I think that's 10 of the last 11 games, Alex, that Nathan McKinnon has found the back of the net. And tonight in this game, McKinnon is plus 110 to score. Like, I would think... Uh, by now, they'd have him as a minus 120 or a minus yeah, 140. At least. But yeah, at least. I mean, 10 of the last 11, he scored five straight games with a goal. He's still plus money, plus 110 uh, for him to uh, score a goal tonight. So I'll be backing that, backing that as well. It's a really, really good prop game. I could go even further. Big Val has points in eight of the last 10 games for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Nachushkin, his point prop's only minus 130. Uh, so this is a definitely a, a prop smorgasbord, a prop buffet for yours truly uh in this and a great bargain bin options too. Mulgan to score yarn croak to score uh really really good rodriguez even on the top line is a great price to find the back of the net so it's a great prop game uh, alex what do you think here avs leafs yes plenty of profitable props to uh <laughs> pop in on but yeah. <laughs> uh yeah but i think this is a great prop game because i like the over here at uh, six and a half, and I I believe you know if Colorado was a, a little bit healthier, this total would have opened at seven. Because I mean, you have these two teams, especially when you're seeing the you know, Avs, you know the way they come off of those games where they get eight goals. We tend to see them; it's very streaky with their scoring. Just like we saw them, you know, a couple weeks ago, back to back games giving up seven goals, and all of a sudden they eight. They could easily give you five, six, seven goals in a, in a three game burst, four game burst constantly. And you look at Toronto; like I said, this would be a, a big game for them. We don't talk about the angle often enough, especially now because it's like, well, you know, who cares? The, the playoffs are in a month. But I'm sure Toronto, you know, getting in the form and playing against the team that did win the Stanley Cup, that's, you know, always going to be some kind of a, a little bit of an extra boost. You know, you just want to get a win. It just looks better. You know, it feels better to beat the team that did win the Stanley Cup, especially when you're Toronto trying to. And hopefully for their sake and their fans' sake, the longest cup drought in the in the league. So, you know, those little things I think matter to the team, certainly matter to the fans. I think there'll be a, a bit jazzed up uh, of an atmosphere. We know Toronto can be kind of a, a mausoleum at times 
I think there will be some energy there. It's a TNT game. I like I like goals here. I like the over. Yeah, I would lean that way too. Over six and a half, a little bit uh, in this one. That's uh, it's, it's certainly talent wise. Uh, there, there's and obviously with the ability these teams have to put the puck in the net, you could very well see goals in this one. And yeah, this is the first of the TNT uh, double header tonight. Uh, so that's a good choice, obviously, for the uh, uh, first game of the uh, doubleheader, having these two teams go at it uh, with all the uh, great star power they both have. So, yeah, I, I would lean to that over. The only thing I'm hesitant on is both teams are off these wild, crazy games, and neither team you know, was happy with their defensive effort. And Georgiev and Samsonov are in good form, but I, I still lean over for sure uh, at that uh, six-and-a-half year. And it is, yeah, Georgiev and Samsonov, uh, the goaltenders here. So Battle of Russians. Uh, here in the uh, net tonight for their respective uh, teams. And uh, oh, Jorgiev is Bulgarian. Or Bulgarian. I, 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 right. I always make that mistake too. Yeah. Yeah. I did. You're right. That's a good. <laughs> good. You're right. I just. You're, I, I've said that multiple times. He's Russian. He's not. He's Bulgarian. Samsonov definitely is. But uh, you're right. Uh, Alexander uh, Georgiev is a Bulgarian. Yes, that is uh, true. Uh, should be a great game. Looking forward to that one. All right. Uh, great stuff. Uh, we got the two games remaining still to come. Uh, hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. We're back with to talk about the two remaining games, the second TNT game, Minnesota-St. Louis, as well as the Islanders and the Ducks. Uh, we'll talk about those two games coming right up right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. Yeah, a couple more things. Matthews, three-game goal streak. Maybe ride that. We know he's a streaky guy. It's a TNT game, you know, and it's going to be back home in it, but on back home in Arizona. Uh, so, yeah, Matthews to get on the scoreboard. Just bait, Again, you're not the pricing great, obviously, but you're talking about three games in a row. He scored a goal, and we know he's a streaky bastard when it comes to scoring goals. So uh, definitely uh, keep that in mind with the uh, – Matthews goal prop tonight in this game. Uh, also, in terms of a couple more, uh, Marner points and assists, three-game streak. Again, pretty pricey, both of those. Uh, so you're going to have to put them in a uh, prop or a same-game parlay of some kind. And also another power play point streak for Nathan McKinnon. We talked about the one that uh, um, that uh, Brantonen was on, four-game power play point streak. Nathan McKinnon on a three-game power play point prop streak and plus 140 for him to get a power play point tonight. In this game, like I said, it's just a, it's just one of those games where it's filled with prop uh, availability and options uh, at your disposal. All right, Minnesota, St. Louis. We've got Minnesota minus 140 uh, road favorites here. Uh, the sit total at six uh, shaded to the under in this one. Uh, the Wild, of course, uh, they have been 
uh, on this uh, road trip now, which uh, continues. Uh, it uh, went through Arizona on Sunday. They ended up losing 5-4 in overtime, uh, but this uh, road trip started in Winnipeg. Uh, they got a 4-2 win there. They beat San Jose 5-2, their first game without Kaprizov. Uh, and then they ended up losing 5-4 to Arizona in overtime. And uh, look, at the end of the day, you evaluate this team without Kirill Kaprizov. And obviously, you know, they're not as good without him, clearly. Uh, and the offense takes a little bit of a hit. And does that mean maybe it's going to be a tougher ordeal for this team to score goals and win games consistently? That's going to be something you want to maybe look out for uh, moving forward. The St. Louis Blues, we know it's been a rough go for them since the uh, trade, since before the trade deadline, all the way back to when they were trading Tarasenko and then O'Reilly and then Barbashev and then many others that have been dealt from this team uh, as they sell off and look toward the future. That being said here, Alex, the last few games, at least for uh, St. Louis, they beat San Jose 4-2, beat Columbus 5-2. Again, those are bad teams going nowhere, but even against Vegas the other night, competitive in defeat, uh, 5-3, uh, and it took a late goal for Vegas to uh, put that game uh, out of reach. And uh, with this road trip dragging on as long as it has, they were out on, in California. Now they, they went down to the desert against Arizona. Now back to the Midwest here against St. Louis. I could see this game being a, a grind for Minnesota, where they win, but it's not easy uh, for them to pull out the victory here. Because the one thing I've seen from the Blues is the, the players in the lineup are given effort. They are. You know, it's not that they've totally checked out uh, on this uh, season. There's been effort. There's been, you know, pushback from them. You know, they got down. They gave up multiple goals to Vegas, and they'd respond. So uh, you've definitely seen that here from this uh, Minnesota team. Uh, let's see what they get from Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, he's in net confirmed tonight, which doesn't surprise me because Gustafson finally had a bad night against Arizona, although the whole team was not great in front of him either. But Gustafson finally had a weaker game. And now all of a sudden it'll be Flurry tonight. And Flurry's been good, better lately. Make no mistake about it. He has definitely had uh, some better uh, performances in net his last few starts. Jordan Bennington uh, will get the call here for uh, St. Louis. And it's not just Kaprizov, by the way. Brodine is, and that's a, that's why Minnesota, I think, still could have some issues defensively at times is Brodine's absence. You know, I know they've held the fort here, but all of a sudden now you've seen. You know, Minnesota, they give up the four to Arizona. They've gone over now in three straight games. Let's see if that continues. I am very interested in the over here, actually, a little bit uh, at six. Maybe if it falls to five and a half, which I think it currently might be at a couple of books. Let me just double check. Yeah, it's juicy at uh, Proline Plus and at FanDuel, but uh, minus 132, minus 138 are the prices with it, with it, but it is five and a half, you know, at those two books with the uh, total. So, uh, I am definitely looking toward over a little bit here uh, in this game. Minnesota's kind of, I think, realizing that, hey, we've got to be able to score a goal. And they've shown they can score goals the last couple uh, without Kaprizov. So I do lean to the over. I do like the draw here uh, in this game. This is definitely a draw uh, a draw bet for me. Minnesota, you know, you still look at the body of work. The last 10 games, half of the games have gone beyond regulation. That's five of the last 10 games for the Minnesota Wild have gone beyond regulation, including, of course, the Arizona game. Uh, St. Louis, of course, a couple games have gone beyond regulation. Their last 10, but the last few, they've been competitive. Uh, all of that leads to maybe the draw having a chance here tonight, in my opinion, in this game with the uh, Wild and the Blues. So definitely liking the uh, draw here uh, for something. The draw price is plus 332 at Pinnacle. So I do like that price. What I am disappointed about is our guy Jacob Brana may not play tonight. Uh, for St. Louis. He suffered a nose injury 
the other night, or actually at practice, I should say, and uh, may not play tonight against uh, Minnesota uh, here in this game tonight. So that is unfortunate because Vrana props have started to percolate for me. Shots on goal. He's scored in two of the last three games. He's healthy again. He's getting the opportunity. We know he's an offensive capable, uh, offensively capable player that can score goals. And I've been riding the props the last few with Brana, but he may be a no-go tonight for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Alex, what do you think here? Minnesota, St. Louis. I got to give you the old not so fast, my friend, on that draw. This is the first puck line bet I've had all year in a full game. and It's on the Minnesota Wild. Minus one and a half. I got plus wow. 175. I actually think this is going to be a game kind of like what we saw in that Minnesota-San Jose game. I think they're going to kind of just just bully St. Louis. And this is a St. Louis team that has not been playing good hockey. Like I said, they've been a bit competitive, but one in five the last six games at home, one in six the last seven against the Central, which is really fascinating because they usually play their division opponents well, especially Minnesota. It's a team that they've kind of dominated over the years. I think the Wild are going to want to wrap this road trip up uh, with a nice win against a team that has really given them fits over the years, getting you know into playoff positioning, getting ready for what will be a busy weekend of, of back-to-back day games at home. I, I like the Wild in this spot by margin. So I uh, laid the one and a half, got plus 175. All right, liking the Wild to uh, win by margin tonight, minus one and a half uh, puck line for the uh, Minnesota Wild. You can get plus 175. You know, at some spots with that uh, puck line. So very good price there uh, indeed. As far as the uh, other props that I'm looking at, Ryan Hartman over shots were, and probably a point prop too for Ryan Hartman. Uh, definitely I'm interested in both of those. Jordan Cairo, I think, realizing, hey, I've got to be one of our offensive difference makers. So what does that mean? It means i got to shoot the puck more. Well, now he's gone over his shots prop in four straight games. So I like Jordan Cairo. Uh, overshots on goal tonight for the uh, St. Louis Blues, especially if Rana doesn't go. Uh, that's going to have to make him be even more of a focal point uh, offensively, shoot that puck even more. Uh, Robert Thomas uh, for St. Louis. He's someone that uh, you know has to be uh, an impact force for the uh, Blues moving forward. He's now considered one of the veterans on this team. He's on a five-game point streak and minus 144 to get a point tonight. So I don't mind that look either because we are talking about a guy that's on a five-game point scoring streak right now uh, for the St. Louis Blues. So uh, definitely there's the props that I'm focusing on. Not as many uh, in this game, but uh, a few props that I do like here in this uh, Wild and Blues game. Keep in mind, the uh, Wild, like I said, it's not just Kaprizov. It's uh, Jonas Brodin. It's Marcus Foligno, uh, who's out for the uh, Wild, and Brandon Duhame as well. So we've got a few guys that are uh, out of the lineup right now for the Wild. We'll see uh, if they can overcome that, take care of the uh, Blues tonight. Uh, here, this is the second game, of course, of the uh, TNT doubleheader tonight. All right, last game: New York Islanders, Anaheim Ducks. Islanders minus one ninety road favorites, uh, five and a half being the uh, total here in this uh, matchup. Uh, the Islanders a tough loss last night to the Kings, five to two. Their second straight loss. We'll see if they can uh, get back in the saddle here, back to back on the road for them here in Anaheim. But they don't they don't have that bad of a back to back record here, seven and five. Uh, for the New York Islanders here on the uh, second night of uh, back-to-back games. We'll see if they can uh, win this one tonight. Anaheim, the last uh, few games, has been a little bit better. Actually, the last nine games, they're uh, a so- you know a solid 5-4, and four, and the losses were very competitive. 3-2 overtime loss to Washington. Uh, they had a 5-2 loss to Seattle. 3-2 overtime loss to Vancouver. 5-4 uh, overtime loss to Nashville in a game where they came back from a 4-2 deficit with two late goals uh, to force OT. 
Uh, this team, by the way, yeah, that's overtimer shootout in three of their last six games. So could this be a draw potential, potentially, uh, with the Islanders and the Ducks? But I do think the Islanders find a way here. This is probably one where I'm going to do the uh, late season Ian Cameron money management breakup of this game or breakdown in terms of how I'm going to you know, sequence it. A little bit more on the Islanders, say half a unit on Islanders and reg. If that wins, profitable for the game. A little bit, maybe a quarter unit on the draw in this game. And if that hits, that's going to usurp whatever I lose on Islanders and regulation based on the price you're getting. So that's my approach. Basically, it's going to be a half unit Islanders and regulation. It's going to be a quarter unit on the draw. If the regulation bet hits, profit. If the draw hits at the smaller amount, still profit because it's going to overcome what I lose in the regular with the regulation bet. So that's the approach for me here. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Islanders, Ducks. That's an excellent approach. Excellent approach. I I, I like both of those uh, both of those plays, and and I think that unit designation is perfect too for a light card like this. You know, it's funny somebody in the chat was saying earlier about take the night off. You know, that's really not always a bad idea, but you know, be a little yeah, like I said, you know, have play. And you're still guaranteeing yourself at least profit on one end or another. And, you know, and, it, and it's it backed with the spot of where the Islanders should really put up as many goals as they possibly can on Anaheim. You know, this is not a team that we know to just blow people out of the water. But I think they need that at some point for themselves. You know, they're in this race and, and every game is just super tight. And, you know, the, the you know, standings watching literally every night now at this point. But, you know, just – Give yourself uh, a good effort on the ice and, and, you know, don't put the stress on yourself. Be worried about what Pittsburgh's doing, you know, when you, when you get off the ice, but, but, you know, put the full effort in and, and beat a bad Anaheim team right now. And I think that's what they need to do. They need to go out and uh, come out hot and happy. So I'm right there with you. I'm going to go sprinkle a quarter unit on the draw and go half unit on Isles and Red. Exactly. I think from a money management perspective, it's the perfect way to go about this. Uh, make no mistake about it, because if you look, and I'm doing the uh, the math in my uh, head right now uh, with this, I'm just uh, looking at it uh, right now with the uh, how it would uh, play out here uh, in this. Uh, let me just uh, let me just, uh, see here. One point seven seven. Yep. And so we're looking at. I'm uh, uh, just doing yeah. One. There, there we go. So I'm looking at it right now. The regulation hits. You put half a unit on it. It's going to be 0.5 units. You'll win on that. You'll lose on the draw but you'll be plus 0.25 units. The other way around, you lose on the Islanders in regulation. That'll be a loss of about 0.575 units. But the draw hits, you'll you'll win 0.885 units. You'll be profitable. So there you, go. You, there, you will be profitable if one of these bets win. It's simple as that. Islanders in reg at half unit or draw at quarter unit. The only thing that can beat you and you lose it all as Anaheim in regulation. And do we really see that happening? I think that's no. uh, that's the most unlikely outcome by far yeah. uh, for this game tonight. So yeah. I think it's a solid approach. Sound betting yeah. and unit management approach, in my opinion. And, and and listen, I know if people watching and listening that that you know it, it doesn't sound like a steak and lobster dinner, but it's still food. You know that's the the way you got to kind of approach this thing. That you know, like I said, it, it's it's worth the of that small designation. And honestly, you know, it's something I like to do with these bigger cards too, you'll start just cutting down just your units a little bit, even if you're having a great season, but just, it, it, it wouldn't hurt to conserve some units. You got, you know, we got the playoffs coming up, you know, you're going to want to bet, uh, you know, futures and, 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 you know, series prices and moving series prices. So it, it's just a good thing. I think it's a good rule of thumb 
for for any better any of any level to maybe just you know sometimes scale back your units at the end of the season. I know I do it in the NFL. Uh, I do it a lot in uh, you know I've done done it in the NHL before, but I think you know, this is one of those spots where you look to look to do that. You're still getting yourself some profit, but you're not just just hammering out and going two three units deep uh, on a game this end. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, definitely, that's a it's a sound approach. Uh, and again, if you keep the uh, unit uh, uh, the units at a lower uh, amount, uh, certainly that's going to be uh, a benefit, you know, to make plays like this. Uh, no question. So uh, definitely, uh, like I said, Islanders minus one fifteen in regulation, half a unit at draw plus three fifty four. By the way, at Pinnacle for that uh, for a quarter unit. And again, if one of those hits, it's profit. Uh, and that's the way uh, definitely we want to uh, go about it. John Gibson, by the way, in net for Anaheim confirmed. We expect Varlamov on the back-to-back because it was Ilya Sorokin in L.A. last night. So pretty much can expect it to be uh, Semyon Varlamov here tonight uh, in this game. And just quickly on props, I'm, this is definitely, the of all the games tonight, this is one where I'm not going uh, overboard with props. But, you know, I, I don't mind, even though I like the Islanders in the game, the one guy that you got to consider here on the uh, – uh, Anaheim side, at least for a point, is Zegras. It's a modest minus 136. He's been uh, solid in that regard, uh, no question, uh, in terms of uh, being able to produce offensively uh, for them. Uh, on the uh, New York Islanders side, I think in a game of this magnitude, you need something to happen. Uh, you need Anders Lee, your captain, to rise up. Uh, this would be a game where maybe I could see him uh, getting on the score sheet. So Anders Lee for the Islanders would uh, pique my interest here. Uh, in this one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Perlo is onto it too. Yeah. Always look at the Anaheim saves prop. Uh, the Islanders aren't always a team that has that high shot volume, but I think tonight could be one of those nights. And let's not forget the Islanders were able to put up 40 shots against Minnesota, 36 against Detroit, 39 against Buffalo. So that tells you they could get to the thir- high thirties or forties against the ducks tonight in terms of shots on goal. And of course we know the ducks just, yield shots on goal in bunches them in arizona we've talked about them ad nauseum so i don't mind at all john gibson over 31 and a half saves tonight you know and yeah i mean it makes sense in theory but that this is one of those things that really kind of like i said certain goalies kind of freak me out gibson's one of them gibson's one of those goalies if he's not in his right form can the, the ducks will pull him you know what i mean it's yeah. not like a craig anderson situation where anderson had yet to be pulled even though he's had some rough games or, or some other goalies of note. So that's the one thing that kind of scares me about his props is that, you know, he gives up two goals on five shots. He's not, he may not be back in the uh, second period, you know? Yeah. There's definitely some truth to that. And that's what happened to me with the Jake Allen uh, props mm-hmm. for Montreal Monday night yep. against Colorado. I mean, it got pulled. Well, I don't yeah. think he would have gotten to his over saves prop anyway. Cause even if he doesn't get pulled, he gave up so many goals. The saves prop was, he was not racking up the saves cause too many fucking pucks were he, going in. He had, yeah. he gave up four goals and had three saves, right? At one point. Yeah. yeah. Never game for the, uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadians and net against Colorado. So that's, yeah, it's always the risk you run. It's that yeah. he's not good enough and he's going to give up so many goals that his save number isn't going to go up. Uh, and the other concern is, of course, he gets yanked for not playing yeah. well. So. And here's the thing, too, betting theory. And we talk about these save props. And, and this is – I might actually kind of dive into this a little bit more when we head into the postseason. Looking at goaltenders that do and, – and you don't see goalies get pulled too often in the playoffs. So this may actually be more useful for the next regular season. But those under props, when you feel a, a team might get bum-rushed, they've got a bunch of injuries on the blue line – you know, cluster injuries and maybe a goalie who's coming back from injury or is in bad form. Maybe that's when you start looking at the unders and trying to grab, uh, you know, I guess you, you're basically trying to make a bet on saying that the guy's going to get pulled. 
you know, so it it it's not the best of value, but it may be there may be some situations to look for those unders if, if you think a guy may not be, you know, giving his best effort or 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 you know the defense in front of him is going to probably hang him out to dry. So. Yeah, this it's it's great, uh, and it's never a bad thing on this show uh, to take some time and talk betting strategy. We always talk picks, and we always talk opinions, mm-hmm. and we always talk about what you should bet, but we don't talk about the philosophy and the strategy all the time behind the thinking, behind sure. the logic, behind the rationale uh, for the bets. And uh, definitely, strategy has to come, especially come playoff time. I know That's when the limited amount of games, you know. Scoring might drop a little bit because of, you know, to block shots. Everybody wants to block shots now and defensive aptitude goes up and five on five offense can dry up a little bit uh, in the playoffs. Definitely. You've got to have a game script and a game plan in your mind for a particular playoff game. How's this going to unfold? Will it be a slow start? Will it be a fast start? Will a player that maybe got benched the last game is now getting another chance? Will he rise up from a prop standpoint? Does that make him a bet on prop player in that Mm -hmm. particular playoff game? There's going to be so many little strategies and nuances of Stanley Cup playoff hockey that I know I can't wait to discuss and dissect next month once we get into the Stanley Cup playoffs here on this show. Absolutely. And one of the things I'll I'll apologize in advance because you probably hear me say this word a hundred times storyboard looking at a game and and a playoff series from a storyboard perspective period by period and game by game and that's the way to really kind of break down a lot of different things and seeing how the momentum shifts because you can see momentum easily carry over from how a a game ends into the beginning of that next game so those are some some of the little nuances that make playoff hockey so great and those are things that we'll be talking about uh in the months ahead yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you what, the countdown is on. I mean, we are talking about literally four weeks away uh, from the uh, Stanley. Well, four weeks away from the end of the regular season. And then it's the week after that when the playoffs start. They officially made it uh, They made it official earlier today, the NHL. Monday, April 17th is the uh, first day of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which is kind of what I expected. Because the regular season ends the Friday, uh, March the uh, 14th uh, before that. So I figured they're not going to start at Saturday, Sunday. They'll probably start it on the Monday. That's exactly what they're doing. So no surprise here. Wonderful. Wonderful. Some days off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to have to go. Actually, we will have a playoff preview show that week. Yeah, we will. Yeah, one of those two days. Yeah, yeah we'll do one. It'll probably be on the Saturday. But again, that's all to be determined. And we are, we're trying to work it out. So we've got a marquee guest joining us, too, for the playoff preview show yes. uh, this year. So that's the uh, good news. And we're going to try to work it around their schedule. So but it will be that weekend for sure when we yeah. do the Big Ice Guys Stanley Cup playoff a preview show. Looking forward to that. All right. Hit the like button. 182 live viewers uh, on YouTube. We appreciate it uh, very much. Uh, shout out to everybody uh, joining us. Uh, we appreciate it again. And check out patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Uh, we've got, of course, goalie charts, totals, charts, power ratings, the daily ice guys show betting card, daily uh, bonus content, uh, and mu- much more to come as well with that. Uh, check it out. Patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Also check out the ice guys store. Ice guys. Spreadshop.com. Some of you commented about the hoodie. This is the hoodie only 50 bucks which is a great price because people are charging way too much for hoodies these days. But uh, we are. So <laughs> come check out the Ice Guys store, icegas.myspreadshop.com. All right, absolutely. Good stuff indeed. Uh, make sure you check that out. Great merch. Uh, I've got the that's how, I've got the great Ice Guys hoodie rocking 
uh, of course, many times in the, on the show, well, thanks to that store. So check out the store, get some merch. It's quality stuff. Hopefully quality stuff on tap with best bets to wrap up the show in just a moment for this Wednesday card right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair uh, and among other things. Uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back and ready for best bets. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's go with some late-night TNT action. Minnesota Wild on the puck line, laying the one-and-a-half plus 175. I expect a good effort from them tonight. Uh, like I said, they've been living dangerously for weeks. I think they put the screws to St. Louis. Everybody knows St. Louis blows. Let's go with the Minnesota Wild. Minus one-and-a-half plus 175. That's my best bet. All right, there you go. Liking that uh, the uh, Minnesota Wild minus one and a half plus one seventy five puck line against St. Louis. Best bet uh, for Alex uh, B. Smith. My best bet Buffalo. Uh, we're going with the Sabers here minus one oh five against Washington. I like them to get the job done here in this spot. Washington maybe with Noel Vetchkin again. Back to back record one and seven this year. The Capitals on the second night of back to back games. Buffalo with a little momentum. After a losing streak, snapping victory against Toronto, I think they roll that momentum into tonight and pick up a second straight dub. Buffalo, minus 105. Best bet for me for this Wednesday card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday. A big Thursday slate on tap. Join us for it right here on the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. 